0: Music mm-hmm. Welcome back to another episode of Thirty Thirty and Surviving. It's Tracy. I swear the last time that we had an episode, I promised you that there would be more consistency with the weeks to come, and then I haven't put out an episode since, so I apologize for that. It has been a little bit of an adjustment period. I've started a new job, which I'm very excited about, so big things are happening behind the scenes. I appreciate your patience. I appreciate you sticking with me, and I have come back with a bang, okay? My guest today is somebody who I feel really is another perfect example of like the mission that we're all about here. She is a women empowerment first, very centric thinker and oriented type of person, and it's really reassuring for me to see that there are so many different ways that um, that can be carried out, whether it's a podcast, whether it's through coaching, wink, wink, whether it's through another podcast, wink, wink, and anything else in between. But she is an inspiration. She has really bet on herself. She's following her passion, following her heart. And I'm very excited to introduce you to her today. Please let me welcome Caitlin Norwood thank
1: you so much for having me tracy i'm like beyond pumped and thrilled to be here
0: oh you're so sweet okay um, I always forget to do socials at the end because I get so hot in the studio and mm-hmm. get so excited at the end to just like hug you. Um, so I want to start doing them in the beginning so that I don't um, forget and people know where to find you right from the get go. But it's Caitlin with two with two a N's. Y and two Ns That's right underscore Norwood. You got it on Instagram yes. and your podcast, which we'll get into in a little bit, mm-hmm. is Confident Like a Mother. Yes. And can they where can they find it? Is it Apple Spotify everywhere? everywhere? Yeah. Okay, amazing any what, website website any? but
1: like it's 2023
0: yeah like link just to be normal link just, to just stalk me on instagram <laughs> just be normal <laughs> i love that so much okay perfect and while we're getting all of the casualties out of the way i do have some um introductory questions for you cool. first and foremost is what is your age i'm like blanking she's like 36? Uh, 36
1: 36 yeah i, I it's like a question like 36
0: yeah um fine
1: like I feel I like 30s that. are the best so see what I mean people I told you the she best. thought like
0: me we, she's one of us yeah. she's one of us your relationship status I'm married woman. Off the market. I'm sorry, off the market and married for
1: 10 years. I can't even believe that.
0: Holy smokes. Yeah. Um, obviously it's working out for you. It's working out. <laughs> but I'm just curious. Like now to me, 26 feels so young to get married. Do you look back and be like, wow, I'm so lucky that I found my person so soon? Like, yes. how, what do you think about?
1: Like, I totally would not want to be on the dating market right now. So I thanks grateful for, for <laughs> I'm sorry, love you, but it just would be so hard. So I just am happy, yes, that I my husband but we like sidebar totally scandal (gasps) he's my best friend's
0: older brother Shut up. You're living, like, every 90s rom-com movie dream. How did that start? How did you cross the threshold?
1: So, like, I was, like, super aggressive and flirtatious, like, always. And he's nine years older than me, almost ten years older than me. And so I would just be, like, inappropriately, like, flirting. And, like, he moved out. He went to the Marines. So, like, he wasn't really, like, around when I was, like, we were in, like, our high school era. Mm -hmm. Just like kind of, but then um, as we like got older, you know how like age gaps just like fuse a yes. little bit. So then, like when I was like old enough to drink, or like slightly before that, like legally or whatever, mm-hmm. um, he would throw like bangers of a party, and so like of course his sister, his sister and I would go there, and mm-hmm. then like the flirting, I would still flirt, but then like he started to like reciprocate. I was like, oh, he's, like, wait a
0: second, <laughs> that wasn't part of the plan. Yeah, <laughs> Bye.
1: and then he's like, finally, and then like I was in a relationship, he was in a relationship, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. and then um, he was like, when are you gonna let me take you out? And I was like. And how did your friend feel? We kept it a secret. <gasps> okay, That's that is fearful. really scandalous. We kept it a secret for like a little bit. Like, I think we went on like maybe two or three days before I said something to to his to sister. Um, and she was just like, it's just a booty call. Like, she was just like not taking it seriously. But she thought it was for you or for him? For both. Like, she was just like, oh. whatever. This is just a booty call. Like relax because I was like oh my god (laughs) but like I knew that he was the one like I just never like people are always like what happens if you guys break up like that's gonna be so awkward because you grew up with this family and I was like I just like have a sure feeling about it and then like here we are we were engaged for three years so like I got engaged when I was 23 almost 24. Wow yeah girl Mm Hmm.
0: that's crazy I know but and it's all working out (laughs) I know. I mean, good for you. That's amazing. But I also think like it's it, him having sort of moved out. He went away, like for the Marines and stuff. First of all, thank you for his service, yes. hubby. Um, but it's like he didn't necessarily have that little annoying sister vibe and impression of you because no, he. But was I was gone. also
1: very aggressive with my flirting.
0: Well, yeah. Like I <laughs> mean, like did you flirt you with know your, you high, know. your teachers
1: in high school? Like were you
0: inappropriate or were my people? <laughs> Um, I went to an all girls high school and my teachers were nuns,
1: but like and then I came back to work at the high school that I went to and then it was like, Oh, hi and I'm like, okay, I don't know <laughs> what that, but no, like just not a total side tangent, but yeah. And That's my scandalous story. Children. Two girls, six and three, and they're amazing. My biggest teachers in life. Mm,
0: love them. I love that. Where were you born and raised? Oh my God. Why do I not on the hard? I can answer the question for you. I'm sorry. Am I'm a Brockton girlie.
1: I think I was like born in Stoughton Hospital, but I'm a Brockton girlie. I love it. L- born, raised, but I live in Easton now. Easton, the burbs.
0: I love it. Finally, somebody that lives near me. The burbs. I know when you were like I live in the burbs. I'm like where? I cannot wait we're to get together after this. So I, so I get to ask you the real juicy questions. Yes, you just can ask it. Them <laughs> um, And then my last question, which is kind of just for fun, is when do you feel most confident?
1: Like such a easy, hard question. Mm-hmm. I feel like I live in like eras of confidence. I think like I could be confident in multiple settings, but like when I'm eating healthy, when I'm taking mm-hmm. care of myself, um, when I'm like in a good routine, when I'm feeling happy, like I, you can put me like, plop pick me up anywhere and put me anywhere and I can feel confident. But as long as I'm like taking care of myself.
0: That's such a good answer. Um, I actually forgot. I have to ask you one more thing too. I need to know your zodiac sign. Libra. Interesting. Yeah, you don't like Libras? All my exes are Libras. But you just don't give me Libra. So clearly I like them, actually. They're the best. I mean,
1: people say we're the best.
0: (laughs) That's such a Libra thing to say. It totally is. People are like,
1: once you meet a Libra, they're like the best person you know. And I'm like, actual facts, yes. Yeah. Wait, so what are you? I'm an Aries. What is that, like April? No. Uh,
0: Late March, early April. Um, But we're directly opposites, like on the... um, Circle, so mm. you you know how like opposites attract. Yeah, that's why. Just maybe not yeah.
1: romantically, platonically, but platonically,
0: yes, baby, <laughs> that's that's it. I've been I've been looking in the wrong area for my Libras. <laughs> We're gonna change that yeah, for sure. Okay, so I want to get. Right into it. I want you to start off. We're going to dive into a couple like specific questions, little areas I want to ask you about. But give everybody a quick background because what you're doing now is not what you were doing for your career not that long ago. So let them know your story. Super similar, but
1: very different. So I... Went through college, did like the thing, right? We're all told to do. You go to college. And so I got my undergraduate degree from UMass Boston and I got in psychology and I was like, hmm, I don't really want to just like be floating out there in the world doing not much. So then I went back and applied. I got my master's in social work and I did a bunch of different things. I felt like it was my most broad avenue to do. Mm -hmm. Like if I wanted to do private practice or if I wanted to work in a government agency or in a school or whatever, it was like the broadest thing. And so that's what I did. And then I worked as a school adjustment counselor for the last 13 years in an urban district. And I loved so many elements of my job. Um, I loved my students. I loved helping people. I like love, love, love my students. And then I just started to the whole system just started to feel kind of different and a little icky for me. And I was like already doing my private practice, like coaching on the side therapy. And then over the summer, like actually in the spring, I had a conversation with my husband and I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to leave. I think I'm going to go full time my practice. And his like draw dropped on the floor. And I was like, I don't I actually don't want a re- response or a reaction. I just need your support. And he was amazing for that. And that's we that's are. why he's the one. That's why he's the one. But he, he also, well, he's a lot of questions, but I was like, I don't need that right now. I just need supportive <laughs> energy. And like, that's exactly what I got. But um, during the pandemic, I was, I had my second daughter and I was like in in a low spot and Mm. just like lonely and like hormonal and the world shut down. Like she was, I went to my six month or six week appointment and my doctor came in and like a hazmat suit. And I was like, girl, you crazy. And she was like, Caitlin, it's like all happening. And I was like, I just like, don't, I want you to write me up for work. And she's like, you're not going back to work. Like, it's not like, you don't understand it. And I totally didn't. And then like the world shut down like the next day. And so during that time, I was like working remotely from home with like, I was working in elementary school at the time. And I was talking to a lot of parents and I was like, oh, girl, like the moms need this more than the students right now. The students were like living their best on their iPads, whatever. Um, And the moms really needed a lot of support. I, as a mom, needed a lot of support. And that's when I hired my first life coach and a therapist. And I just like got to work on myself. And I was like, I want to do this, too. And that's where my whole private practice
0: kind of took off from. Good for you. I find that when you have been in those shoes, when you have sort of the longing for something in particular yourself, like whenever there's a personal connection to you, that's when the magic happens. Totally. And that's when things really blossom, like it being so pivotable pivotal and important for you, yourself, you know what people are looking for, what they need, how to get it done. And it's what kind of keeps you going too. Um, Because I imagine that a lot of times there's some heavy conversations too, which can be an emotional toll,
1: right? Yeah, no, totally. I think like I just recently, so school's been started for a week and Mm -hmm. yeah, almost two weeks, whatever. Um, And so I'm like, I'm not back to work and I'm talking to all my friends and they're like, the universe had your back, girl. I was like, I know, I definitely had my back on this because it's just like a mess, but I didn't, I've never been more happy, more light, more myself ever. And I've never been more broke ever, <laughs> which is just to prove that like money really doesn't bring you happiness, just like sidebar tangent, that like really truly, like you can create anything you want with how you feel. And like money really doesn't mean anything.
0: That is very important to note. And it's so true. And I feel like that's one of those things where people always say in theory, but then you're like, oh, yeah. So it's nice to actually have a living, breathing example of that to say, totally. hey, I can speak from experience. And it's funny. One of the things you said made me think of, I always tell people, too, like, uh, my weight has always I've always been a fluctuator. Yeah, and I'm like, if I'm really, really skinny, know that I'm not well inside. Yeah, <laughs> you know what right? I mean? like, it's like not everything you think is going to make you happy totally. does and what's going on on the outside isn't really what always happening on the inside. A million percent. Um, so it's just that re- gentle reminder of like, you got to do what you need to do for yourself above anything else. And don't let any of those, you know, the like or validation of your physical appearance, your mm-hmm. money, anything like that. Don't worry about it. I
1: know. So many people were like, even when I told like cl- people close to me that I was leaving my job, they were like, what? What do you mean? what do you mean? Like, that's a secure job. And Mm -hmm. like, sure it is. But like, we've been conditioned to believe that like working in a school, like that's the best job. You have benefits, you Mm. get retirement and whatever. And like, sure you do. But like, you're also like locked and loaded baby till like, you're 65 thinking you're going to get this great pension when it's fine. Like I'm paying into it. But like until
0: the economy goes (laughs) and like
1: my plan is to make way more than that in my private practice. And of course, I'm not there yet. But like, we are conditioned to just buy into this narrative. And I'm just like here to shake all that up. Like anything Mm -hmm. is actually possible for you if you are available to allow it to be possible. Do you know what I mean? And I know that sounds kind of like woo woo and that's where I'm at, but- it's true and I'm like living, breathing proof that it is true. No,
0: that's why you're here. That's what I want you to be reminding yeah. us and what I want to be talking about yeah. with you um, and also with no risk, no reward. So yeah. I think that you always have to think about end game rather than immediate gratification or short-term happiness yeah. too. Sometimes you have to take that little bit of uh, a pay cut or you know slow things down until you can ramp back up. Yeah. I had a very similar experience I when I, I worked in healthcare and everybody was like, Oh, amazing, best career. You're always gonna have a job, you're always gonna have amazing benefits. Mm-hmm. And I quit, moved across the country to work at the middle of nowhere, making minimum wage. And yeah. everyone was like, Oh, you'll be home in three months, you're not gonna make it. And, and like, I had gonna... to go out there and do it on my own and yeah. build myself back up and to this day, best decision I ever made. Yeah. And like it will come back as long as you're following your heart and your gut.
1: Totally. And like I like to just think of everything. Like I'm such a believer of mindset, which I know we'll talk about, but my brain just went somewhere else. But if you are on the surface, it could Mm. seem like maybe like a loss or like, oh, I'm taking a huge pay cut, like pay is uncertain now Mm. and whatever. But like everything is an opportunity to learn something. Everything is an opportunity to grow. Everything is an opportunity to see something totally different that wasn't there before.
0: That's yeah. how I'm thinking about it. That's how you find this silver lining on things, too. When it doesn't go your percent. way, it's like, oh, learning experience. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs>
1: yeah. A reframe. And of course, it's normal because we're all humans to be like, wow, this fucking sucks yeah. in the moment. And then like when you can like allow yourself to wallow for a little bit right. and like be there, feel the feeling, you can then look at it back and be like, OK, like what is in this for me? Like, how can I turn this into a win? Mm-hmm. That's how I like to
0: think. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the coaching itself and the business. Like, what is it all about? How does it work? And what is like, what are most of the your clients coming to you for? So, like, usually the
1: entry point. I work primarily with moms, although I've had clients that were not moms and like young professionals, nurses, um, just women. That I to put them all into like everybody into a category, myself included, is just women that are like sick of their shit. And then like finally just reach a point where they're just like, ah, I think that I want a little bit better or whatever I'm doing right now mm-hmm. isn't working. Um, I've also worked with clients that are like their lives are amazing. And they're like, I think I could like kick it up a notch. And I need a little bit of help or guidance to see my blind spots. And that I think that's my favorite profile of person to be like, I was like, I want me as like my perfect client. Like some, <laughs> there's something that could be like jazzed up, judged up, like something could Potentially happen a little bit better. And like, mm-hmm. I need your help and guidance in order to get
0: there. That's really cool. That shows a lot of emotional maturity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also nice to know that you could be at any point or any place of your life and you can still gain some, you know, benefits from this. And again, back to that always growing, always learning. Yeah. Like, you know, you think you're at your like the top level, there's always room to grow and other places you can go, different ways you can totally. take things. Um, and wh- how would you describe sort of uh, therapy as compared to like a life coach? Because I think a lot yeah. of people get hung up on that. So
1: I, I the way I describe it most is like, yes, I'm a licensed therapist. I do all of my work in the capacity of a coach because with me, therapy is just like a lot of listening, sitting back, a lot of listening, and I'm not really offering perspective Um, however, as a coach, like I'm getting in your brain and being like, Mm. here's a mirror for you to like, see exactly what is going on in your mind and how do you want to choose differently? So it's a little bit, I guess I'm a little bit more hands-on and aggressive and I'm just simply showing you your brain, your mind, your thoughts in a way that is going to allow you to see it from a new perspective and grow from it. Whereas therapy, I'm just, I'm very much more passive Mm. listening offering skills, offering like ways to calm, which I do in my coaching as well. But like the biggest difference I would say is like I'm way more active when it comes to
0: coaching because there's limitations like you're kind of supposed to allow them to come to the conclusions on their own and it's not supposed to be guiding is it because of like liability like why is that the way with therapy because for me I'm the type of person like if you think I'm wrong tell me I'm wrong and give me your opinion and I know other people don't really appreciate that or like that but like that's why I would totally lean towards a life coach first I mean I of course do therapy as well but like this is why it looks I get, good like, to me.
1: Totally. I get both benefits. So like, so I lost my mom two and a half years ago. And like, that's, I have a therapist for that to like process through feelings mm. and emotions and like just like someone to cry to sometimes, feel me stuff. Whereas like, I won't go to my coach really for that. So like, okay. I feel like there's like different avenues as to like why someone would need maybe both or one or the other. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like, say like a person like me, that's like, oh my gosh, like I'm on like all of these like coaching hubs or whatever. And I get inquiries all the time. And it's like, I, um, I want to like leave my career. Or I've been in my career for like six years and I want this promotion or whatever. Like, to me, like, yeah, you could hire a therapist to help you do that, but, like, they're not going to get down to, like, the nitty gritty of being like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to be here to hold you accountable and to, like, help you see what's really yeah. going on. What are the thoughts here? How are you identifying? Like, how do you want to identify? And, like, how do you step into that person and embody that person that you really want to be? Because at the end of the day, with our six months together, like, that's where I want you to be, is mm-hmm. who you're identifying as when we're starting our work together.
0: So typically, it's about a six-month process, would you say, yeah, most of your Yeah, six clients? months.
1: Three months or six months, but, like, I tend to lean towards, like, what, yeah. it depends on, like, when I'm on the console with someone, like, what are you really looking for? And, like, I feel, like, longer term, I would, like, love to, like, expand my practice to be, like, year a year, like, 12 months. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the longer it is, the more work, like, the more time that we have to, like, pace and, like, really yeah. dig into, like, What's at stake?
0: Totally. I feel like therapy or coaching, anything like that, is kind of like an antibiotic. Like, just because it clears up on day three, you got to finish the seven to 10 days, girlfriend. Yes. Like, That's you know a what good I mean? Point. Like, you you may start feeling better. Yeah. But you want to make sure that you've really dug in yeah. and gotten to the root of whatever's happening underneath the surface and not just, again, that, like, oh, I feel good. I, I, I vented and I'm all set because yes. it's going to come back. Well, just think of, like, how long. So,
1: like, when it comes to coaching, one of the things that, like, I dive into like after identifying like Mm -hmm. what you actually want because women are so quick to be like, I don't want this. I don't want that. And we're like, okay, what do you want? So creating that like safety in order to like help a woman create what she actually desires. Cause like so many of the, so many of the clients that I work with, like won't allow themselves to go there. And that's whatever part of like the beginning processes. But then it's like, creating or unlearning what we've Mm. learned for like some people 30 35 years like who we told ourselves that we were and then being like so confused as to why you keep finding yourself in the same habits or the same patterns it's because of like who you think that you are and like most of the time I'd say 90% of the time that's not an official stat but in my brain um we don't we're not conscious of like what those other identities are Mm. so like I know like when you and I chatted off off air we were talking about I help women create identities beyond being a mom because like so often people like, tell me about yourself. Well, I'm a mom. It's like the first mm-hmm. thing that we go to because it's like, it's in my opinion, it's like safe. Like, right. I agree that I'm a mom. She, okay, she agrees that I'm a mom. Like that's a safe thing to say. But if I'm like, I'm this amazing person, you're putting yourself out there and you're putting yourself at risk for her, the person that you're in front of or with or in the presence of, to like judge you like, oh, is she perfect? And then yeah. if you're not confident in yourself, you're going to be like, oh, oh, my gosh, does she think I'm perfect? I don't know if I'm perfect or amazing, whatever the adjective I used was. But, um, yeah, there's so many years of like learning something that we believe – to be true about ourselves. Yeah. That's what I call
0: our identity. I think that women we tend to focus on things that are objective yeah. that you that can't be argued and that also are considered like socially acceptable. So yeah, yeah, so oh well, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm your job. Whatever. Right. Yeah, I do this for a living, but we don't say things like Um, I really, I'm a really, really good cook. Cause like, what if you don't like the way I season my chicken cutlets, you know what I mean? Like we just, we veer away from those things that can open up the door for judgment and stick to what we think will be warmly received. Mm -hmm. Um, and then uh, what we end up doing, I feel, and maybe I'm wrong, but I just, I think that that's where it all starts and where it lies because then we compartmentalize ourselves into those boxes. And then you have more conversations, you meet more and more people and you You just lean on those things that you Mm. always say. And so not only are you potentially only giving people a fraction of who Mm. you are, you're convincing yourself solely over time that you're only living Mm. in these three areas. Rather, you've forgotten to address and explore and have fun with all the other places and all the pieces that make up who you actually are. What
1: I see too, Tracy, is like when I get on a call with a woman, especially for the first time and she's exploring, working with me, Mm. like, and I'm like, who are you really? Like it's either I don't know or like tears because like all of this time, whether it's been like 35 years of your life, you haven't thought about that. And Mm -hmm. like that that shit hits deep. And like you're sitting here like trying to figure out who am I really like that's actually a deep question. Mm -hmm. So like those are the roles that you have. Yes, you're a wife, you're a mom, you're. Whatever your job is, yeah, those are your roles, but like, who are you really without Mm -hmm. all of that? And so, like, that's why I feel like a lot of women, at least in my work, tend to like gravitate towards like stress and overwhelm. Like, I'm overwhelmed, which is just an identity. And so, like, when you're in a place of identifying yourself as like, I am, whatever you say after the words, I am, are some of the ways that you identify yourself. So, I am overwhelmed. Well, what are the actions that you're going to carry out when you're overwhelmed all the time well you're going to keep busy you're going to compare yourself you're going to think about all the things that you haven't get gotten done yet and like your life unfolds that way mm-hmm. but if you are like taking yourself out of like the overwhelm like not I am overwhelmed but like I am resourced which is like one of my favorite use words to use to describe myself like I am resourced like you're going to show up and your a- your actions are going to be totally and completely different than saying I'm overwhelmed
0: yeah you know what I mean what a good hot tip hot tip and also that's like as i'm listening to you hear that uh, say that what i'm hearing too is like why am i describing myself as a feeling like you can feel overwhelmed but i'm not overwhelmed you know what i mean like there also is a difference and there's there's sort of this power in the way we use our vocabulary 100%. and how we choose our words mm-hmm. too because that right there is a difference i yeah. feel this way versus i am, I am. this thing mm-hmm. that's, that's why that's i like a really cool anxiety tool. too like
1: I have anxiety symptoms all the time, but I'm really working on being, like, not I'm anxious mm-hmm. because, like, again, that's an identity. And, like, when I am anxious, if I'm saying I am anxious, like, what am I going to do? I'm going to show up as an anxious person. I'm going to doubt myself. I'm going to be uncertain. Mm-hmm. I'm my my nervous system alone is going to be in that fight or flight mode. Like, so I'm using I'm trying to route to, like, I'm feeling symptoms or anxiety or I'm having a moment of anxiety rather than, like, identifying as I am anxious.
0: So would you say that's typically where you start with each of your clients? Like if we're talking about, I mean, I know it's going to look different Mm -hmm. for everybody and as it should be individualized, but walk through the process. Is it figuring out where we're living and like what buckets we're identifying ourselves in and, and what others are there? Like how does, how does over time we get to building that confidence and building that identity?
1: So the first thing that we do is like, no matter who you are, what you're here for We identify what your values are, what are your core values? And like, Mm -hmm. we start with a list of like 40 and like some women are like, I don't even know what I value, but like we get to it. Like maybe we take two or three sessions identifying what some of those values are. Um, I have you list them out and then I have you like highlight, circle your top five and we really identify, but like the whole time that we're working together, that's like the mothership, that's the North Star. Mm -hmm. That's like what we're going back to, those three main core values. Um, And that's what we build everything from because those are the things that like, that is like, I feel like, What's a word to describe it? Like your North Star, your guiding light, it's your path. And so like if those three things that you value, like for me, it's like I love fun, creativity, um, health. Those are some of my core values. So like I'm going to say yes or no to things in my life depending on what my core values are. But if you don't know what your core values are because Mm -hmm. like you're just like, yeah, I know what I like. And it's just like up in the air. um, Life's going to feel like that.
0: Yeah, so we like
1: really drill in on what those are. Um, and then like from there, uh, identity is probably addressed next. Like, who do you identify as? How do you want to identify? And then it comes into like embodiment. So like, yeah, you say that you want to do X, Y and Z. OK, how does a person that has X, Y and Z put yourself in her shoes? How does she show up? What does she do? What are the beliefs that she has? And then like bridging the gap between like where you are now to the person that you want to be. And that's kind of like. The roadmap,
0: I would say. Wow, that was very well defined. I love that. But I want to know from you. Like, I feel like self love has been such this buzzword, and like it's this like cute thing to have. You know, it's an accessory. You know, the way that it's just talked about. Um, But it's just because we're having more and more conversations about it. But it really is so crucial to. Your happiness. I think you can't really be happy at a job with a person in any situation unless you feel good in your skin. Like you said, that's when you feel most confident when you're doing things that make you feel good. But why do you think that? That is. Is that, like, too deep of a question? You no. You know what I
1: mean? So I just want to, like, rewind it for a second because I feel like, yes, you're right with, like, the concept of self-love being, like, just, like, thrown out, like, mm-hmm. songs are written about it, like, social mm-hmm. media, like, I love myself, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I don't feel, at least from my opinion, no, that people truly are, like, walking the walk, so to speak. Like, it's no. um, a concept that people can... um theoretically understand like a concept, but no one's like, not no one, that's extreme. People are having a hard time putting it into, like, actualization, like, putting it into work and, like, actually, truly loving themselves. Oh,
0: no, I 100% agree with you. I'm not saying there are people that that haven't and good for you, very happy for you. But I think that also AIDS, well, social media has a lot to do with that because it's so easy to present as whoever, whatever, whenever you want to be. You know what I mean? And so we don't always have to show the world, show our friends, our family, our circles, what's going on inside. And that's what I think the damage is. And that's, I think it's like this buzzy thing. We all say we're doing it. We all say we're working towards it. But then at the end of the day, you're going home and you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you have to be the one to kind of live with. Am I feeling this way or am I not? Yeah. And I think that, that's i think we need to go like deeper into it because that's the only way that people are going to actually find it and be able to walk the walk you know what i mean yeah 100
1: percent. i feel like there's a lot of like self-deception around it because if you're saying like for example um if you were like in a relationship that's like shit Mm -hmm. and your girlfriends are like maybe having an intervention with you and they're like caitlin like why are you like really putting up with this? And you're like, no, but I said that I I said I don't stand for that and I don't do that. And and you stay with the person. Mm-hmm. So, like, yes, on the one hand, you are saying that you don't put up with it, and like perhaps you really are, and perhaps like you don't really want to be putting up with it, but your behavior and your actions are saying a completely different story by allowing that person to treat you that way because you're continuing to stay, mm-hmm. which is just like a tiny example. But I really truly think of self-love as like liking and accepting yourself, yes, but like. It's an inner thing. It's, like, the relationship that you have with yourself. And I almost can, like, tie it to identity, like, what I was just saying. It's, like, who you believe yourself to be and, like, you like that version of yourself. And, like, I think so often we're saying – we're walking around, like, saying, like, I love myself and, like, I'll wear this crop top. I love my body or Mm -hmm. whatever. But, like, you're not truly – really there yet.
0: Right. That's what I was going to say. I think in kind of what I was saying earlier about how like sometimes my weight is fluctuates, right? right? Like I think we go to self love on our physical appearance first and foremost so quickly because that's what we get judged yeah. on first and foremost. Totally. But I totally was like trying to see if you would say the identity thing because I think like um, you don't really know who you are until you spend the time trying to unpack and uncover it and and go through that process. So self-love is so sacred and so special because it is kind of like constantly evolving. Like you might think that you love who you are, but if you're just pretending to like that thing because of your boyfriend or because of your Mm. friend or because of work that you're not genuinely feeling it. So you have to kind of like find your identity before you can have that true self-love, you know, I totally
1: agree with that. And like just a little bit on like what you just said about your body, like, Maybe something to explore if this is also something that you're struggling with where you're like, I love myself so much when I'm like killing it at work. And I Mm -hmm. love myself when I'm like this weight on the scale or when these jeans fit me or um, like when my makeup looks like this, whatever. I'm just Mm -hmm. using an example. That's like conditional self-love. So you're only loving yourself if it's based upon like you've met this requirement or this bare minimum Mm -hmm. requirement or whatever. And that's not truly self-love.
0: That's conditional.
1: So like if you can get yourself to a place where like you can love and accept yourself no matter what, that's actually true love, like true self-love. And um, that is not an easy thing to do. And I feel like it's a constant evolution. And I like to think of it as like a spectrum. So if like love is here and hate was here, Mm -hmm. then like a lot of us just like float here. And as long as you're floating more over here, Mm -hmm. most of the time, then like I feel like you're in a good place.
0: I love that. And I love how you just talked about the spectrum too, because one of the things that I say a lot is like in my older age not that i'm old but like as i'm getting yeah, yeah. older and wiser yeah. and mature and whatever right like it is true what they say i think your circles get a little bit smaller totally. your priorities shift things change um but i am very much like i want to be challenged i want someone to call me out if i'm wrong like that's the type of friend that i really value and yeah. appreciate because i really do think that they have my best interest in mind yeah and So when I when I talk about who I choose in my life, one of the things that I say is I my my friends are my friends um, because of our differences, not in spite of our differences. And I think that like with that spectrum in mind, it's kind of like I know that I'm not going to be an Olympic athlete, but like I'm okay with that. And I'm going, you know, like finding those things like it's okay to say my strengths and my weaknesses and the cumulative of like or the, you know, The addition of all of that, right, is like, but that's me and who I am, and I love myself. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just focus on the positives because that's when you're going to find that conditionality. Is that a word? Yeah. That conditionality. I love
1: making up words. Conditionality sounds a good good word. Put it in
0: Merriam Webster right now, people. (laughs) But yeah, it is. And I think that's part of that whole process, too. And the, what I don't like, I think it's so safe to be like, oh, I don't like this again. Right. Because who does like when someone has halitosis, who does like when (sighs) the commute is an hour and a half, those things are again, safe. But then you can list a million different things that you don't like. What good is that going to do for you? Yeah. If you you know, they're easy. We weed things out because it's kind of buying time Mm -hmm. till we get to the really hard questions, which are, what do I like? Yeah. No, 100 percent. It all just kind of comes together. Speaking of things coming together, I do want to talk to you a little bit about toxic positivity, because I feel like it is this sort of, again, another Mm. not buzzword, but I guess it's been a topic that I've been hearing more and more about. And it relates to sort of the social media thing as well, I think. Um, But... I think that it's such a dangerous space to be in. Mm. Um, This toxic, this whole culture of like, everything's fine, everything's good. My life is all rainbows and butterflies and I don't put my burdens or my problems on other people. It's unrealistic, it's unsustainable. And I worry about like long-term damage when it affects and impacts when it comes to this toxic toxic positivity. And I think that, It probably started off with good intentions. I think a lot of it stemmed from like COVID of like trying to get people to feel good again. Um, But then what happens is like you dig some of that shit so far down that then seven years from now, you're gonna be dealing with things rather than sort of looking at them. Yeah, as they come at you in real time. But- I'm curious from your professional lens, like where where do you think you know, like it's going with toxic toxic positivity? Like, where are you what do you feel about it? What are your thoughts? Like, do you feel like a lot of people come in and they're like I'm fine and they just don't want to crack and things like that to just irritate you? Such a loaded of like, question. Yeah,
1: like I'm thinking of two. I'm thinking <clears> of it two ways. So, like with my students, like when I was in the school setting, I was mm-hmm. working at a high school, so like fourteen to 18 year olds and it was like either like an unload of like Mm -hmm. all of the things that are happening or it was that I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Everything's fine. Nothing's like a problem, which like I think stems from just being guarded and like, is there safety here? Like mandated reporting is a thing Mm -hmm. at my old job. So like, I think that like a lot of kids were like guarded. It was like, is she cool? Can I say anything? Is she going to have to tell anybody about this? Um, So like I saw that there, but when it comes to like the women that I work with, so many women enter working with me for like a surface level thing. For example, um, I was working with a woman that came and was like, I just like want more confidence at work. Like I want to be able to present at work. I want Mm -hmm. to feel confident. And I'm like, great. Amazing. I can help you that. No problem. And like, as we dig in and as we dive into things, it's like way more underneath the surface. So I'm not sure that it's actual toxic positivity. I think it's like safety again. I think yeah. it's like can I go here with her? And like I don't even think that she knew what she was coming for. Something drew her to towards me and it was just like that's how it all unfolded. Mm-hmm. Um I can think of like two women that it unfolded that way. So I don't know like I I don't have strong opinions about toxic
0: positivity, really. I don't think I do. Okay. What about toxic femininity? Because I okay, oh, I have know. you been yeah. I since we're all about Girl power here. I am this may be again controversial, but okay. Um, have you seen any of the press for the new Snow White movie that's like no. coming out? Okay. So there was a lot of conversation about going Barbie, around. But okay. Snow White. Okay. <laughs> Snow White. Um, the girl I don't know any I don't know who she is, but she's like a new actress. Maybe she was in like West Side Story or something. I don't know. She's I love young. West Side story. Yes. Um, and Gail Godot. Superwoman? Wonder Woman? I have no idea. I don't know. Okay, something. But anyway, there was a lot of press about the production of this movie and um, the the main actress who's playing Snow White got a lot of flack because in a lot of her interviews, she was saying things like, you know, we're going to put a modern twist on the plot. We're going to change things up, do things our way. And essentially, I want to say she was insinuating, but she wasn't even insinuating. She was very direct about being condescending towards, like, falling in love, looking oh. for your Prince Charming. Hmm. Like, the, she wanted to focus on creating a different narrative and perception of Snow White as this fierce sort of, like, warrior. And she can, you know, be strong and confident because falling in love and, and getting married and settling down should is a silly dream. And yeah. that shouldn't be what we're teaching women. Huh. And for me... I kind of had a problem with it. No, I have a problem I with that. Because I am like, I I am all about like girls can do anything. You and should if follow. That's
1: what you want. Like what Mama wants, right. Mama gets. So if you want that, that's what you. Yeah, I thought you were going to talk about like consent because like it's Snow White. Mm. Which one's Snow White? That was Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or <laughs> I don't
0: know. Yeah, Snow White. It, snow White and the also- Seven right Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs yeah yeah okay. yeah but she also eats an apple does she like get
1: concussed is, is Snow White something in happens I don't know you're we not well versed on our Disney but like that's what no. I was thinking of, like consent because like that was like she fell asleep oh. I was, like that's probably problem no 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 but no but going back to like what you actually yes. asked me yes I have a problem with that okay. because like I think that no one needs to have this like big fancy metally, sparkly thing if that's not what they want and mm-hmm. if like Whatever that is for them, it could be, I know I've talked about this before, but like it could be your your style, how you cut your hair, or it could be like you want to go like drop out of school and travel, or like you just want to live in your studio apartment with your cat, and that is what lights up your soul. And I just feel like if we're really, truly empowering women, mm-hmm. we're empowering women to do the things that they want, and that's what they want to do, like I'm here for it.
0: Okay, I'm so happy because I think that there is this, these people that claim and sit on their high horses and say, you know, I'm a feminist, I'm this, I'm that. Um, And I get it. Like we have fought for certain things and, Mm -hmm. you know, we do want women to get equal pay and blah, 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 blah. Like I, I, of course, like those things are important. We should be strong. Women shouldn't be looked at as weak, but you're Having this like reverse effect Mm. by then putting us all the way on this end of the spectrum again, right? Like, why can't we do both? Why can't we have it all? Why can't we pick one or the other? And why can't it all be okay? No matter what. I just think it is. It's if femininity is supposed to be this like safe space that empowers and encourages women telling them that they can't feel a certain way. They can't have this goal. They shouldn't follow that dream is not embodying that
1: no it's de- and but it's not empowering either because if right. that's what you want to do like then that's what you want to do that's the whole idea of like mm-hmm. femininity and like what we fought so hard for to be able to like do what we want to do and if right. that's what you want to do that like I, I don't see a problem with it I don't like that
0: I'm so happy to hear you say
1: that and now we'll have to like, dig, do a deep dive into this I haven't seen that like, oh my any gosh I,
0: there was honestly I haven't I haven't seen anything in probably last week or so but I heard there was even some rumors of maybe Disney pulling it because it was getting such bad press. This girl was just very, very arrogant. Really? In all of her interviews and people were not liking her. And so Disney was worried. They're like, we can't make her snow white if everybody hates her. No,
1: no, I, I haven't heard that. But I also like don't like that message at all. And for, so I have two daughters and if like, no, no, no. My daughter's Mm -hmm. like my whole mission and especially like leaving my job Mm -hmm. and like pursuing my dream and like starting my practice is me being the example for them that when I say to them truly and wholeheartedly, babe, you could do whatever you want to do. You can Mm -hmm. be whatever you want to be and mean that with my whole heart. I mean that with my whole heart. Like I want I'm the I'm the example for you to do that. But like if being and doing what you want is to like find the man of your dreams while also like traveling or having a baby or not having a baby if that's your dreams like that's a plus for me right that's truly what you want yeah not not if you're being pressured by like society or what you think you should be doing but like there is I know a ton of women and mm-hmm. I know a ton of women personally that like their sole purpose on this world was like I just want to be a mom I'm not yeah. that girly but I love being a mom <laughs> but it wasn't like I didn't like I wasn't in my 20s my early 20s being like i can't wait to be a mom i was actually in fact opposite like i was like i don't want to have kids so like so interesting yeah i did not want to have kids and now i couldn't imagine my life without them. but um yeah i just I, yeah. I one give yourself permission to change and make up your mind and you can change mm-hmm. your mind actually right now if you wanted to give yourself permission to do that but two like yeah i think i'm promoting women being a- mm-hmm. anybody honestly to be mm-hmm. able to do whatever the fuck they want to do and You were allowed to change your mind.
0: Yeah, I, I guess I'm. I'm really glad to hear you say that, and I wanted to talk about it because that is one of the things that I'll be fully candid about. That, like, I worry because this yeah. this space, this podcast, all of this was created to empower women, and I try my very best to always be like, if getting married young and having kids is for you, or like, if that's all you want, like, good for you. Yeah. It's just creating enough room for all of those different things. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, I wanted, you know, I. Thought that'd be interesting to talk about because I always want to make sure that that message is is driven home like yeah. there's whatever you want to do like this is to support you this yeah. is to empower no women. judgment and like yeah it's not Nothing one extreme wrong. or the other but yeah it, it is it kind of like was born in this whole oh my god I'm turning 30 and society wants me to settle down and I'm not ready but that doesn't mean that if you were ready you shouldn't be yeah. and that doesn't mean that I'm not supporting and encouraging totally all the women who are. And so um, I just think it's always a nice reminder that you can, one thing doesn't always have to negate the other yeah. either, you know, so things true. are not mutually exclusive. Yes. yeah, 100%. Yes. I agree with that. Um, I want to know about asking for help as women. That is another area I where I feel like we really, really struggle with and have, trouble yeah. uh communicating and verbalizing and i think again a lot of it has to do with um fear of how people are going to react and how it's going to be received fear of not fitting into yeah. a specific mold being um, a or... yes yes but I, i'm curious like your take like on it yeah cliche
1: and not like the most world groundbreaking answer but like okay so twofold if you are somebody that is severely struggling, I feel like I need to put this disclaimer out there as a therapist. If you are somebody that is severely struggling with mental health stuff like suicidality, like you've had even passive SI, passive suicide ideation, like seek help from somebody. And it could just be like maybe it's not calling the suicide prevention hotline mm-hmm. or whatever. But like talking to a friend about it, like I'm encouraging that. However, when it comes to like your stuff or other stuff that's not like life or death literally or – um serious mental illness, I'm just going to say, go for it and ask anyways, which like is like, again, not groundbreaking, but you don't know the groundbreaking, the word groundbreaking will underline that. (laughs) Um, you don't know like the big miracles I'll say that could happen based on asking somebody Mm -hmm. for help. Like, it's almost just like, how would I know that you needed something that I had if you didn't ask me for it? Like I could have it literally in my pocket But I might not be able to, like, give it to you if you didn't ask me for it. And so, like, I like to think about, and especially with my high school students, fostering a safe environment where, like, asking for help didn't feel so scary. Where it could just be, like, a text to a friend or, like, I still have students that I'm still in contact with that I text with um, literally last night. And so like that stuff's really, really important for me to create a relationship, to create a bond, to create a community where like asking for help doesn't feel like it's a big risk. It's just like Mm. something that you're able to do. And I think when it comes to asking for help, one of the easiest things that you can do in order to like uh, to be a prerequisite, so to speak, would be to be in community with other supportive people, whether that's family, friends, a freaking Facebook group, um, a networking thing that you're in, whatever. Um, I think that when you are surrounded by people that are you feel supported by, you're more than likely gonna ask them for help. But also the imposter syndrome with being in a group of like other women's or other women's, <laughs> other women or moms. And I know like in motherhood after having babies, it's like a real thing where it's just like, shit just, like, hits you from all angles. So, like, being in a supportive group is so crucial Mm -hmm. for, like, your survival and for your mental health that, like, the imposter syndrome of, like, oh, my gosh, is anybody else going through this or the loneliness that you feel, like, when you're struggling, um, it truly just adds that extra, like, I would say, like, a safety net or that layer of, like, little, like, a hug or support that, like, asking for help could be so much easier. But I know it is...
0: I'm curious. Okay, so I think that and I could be wrong, but I think that it kind of boils if people are not asking for help or speaking up, it usually will boil down into one of two categories. One being like this sort of fear of rejection of like, either someone not being willing, someone thinking that like you're weak, having, you know, yeah. this sort of perception of who you are um, because you need help and you can't do it yourself like you're inefficient or um, not self-sufficient um, or the other area is sort of um Like uh, for, for me, I feel like I find myself in this bucket a lot. I'm the single 32, no kids, no dog, no husband, no nothing. So I sometimes hesitate or struggle because I don't want my, I feel like, my friends, right. Or the people around me, like they have enough of their shit going on. We're all adults. We all have our own stuff going on. I don't want to burden people with my problems. Mm. Do you, do you, in your sessions and with your clients, do you feel like they're kind of coming into one of those two areas?
1: Yeah. So here's what I would offer. Think about, so like I just as me genuinely would love to help. Like I, if someone asked me for help, I, it's like my pleasure Mm. to help somebody maybe not everybody is is the same as me. However, if you're not asking, it's like you're robbing them of an opportunity to do something that they really want to do. And like with my work with women, especially asking for help from like their partners, their husband or whatever in a relationship, that's kind of like a lot of like the not so asking for help is like women just won't ask for help. And I'm like, did you try to ask your husband for help? Because I bet you he would say yes. Um, Is that, yeah, it's like, one, that they feel like their partner or their husband won't be able to do it to the same caliber as them, mm-hmm. or that like things won't get done the same way, or um they're they wanna be able to handle it all because it's like an element of control, but like that anxiety that comes along with it that again is like deeply seated. So I feel like the work that I do, it might be like a different like a different column, like an additional column that like mm. they don't want to release the control a little bit.
0: Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think of it that way, but I do understand that. But it is, I'm glad you just offered me. I'm like, it's going to sit in these two places. Look, you're already teaching me new perspectives. <laughs> I do also feel like though, I do have to preface like a little asterisk. My friends are always the first to be like, "Why didn't you ask?" We want to help. They are so amazing. Like, I don't want to make it seem like they would not want to help. They would. It's just my own complex. It's my own issue. Um, Because there, it is. Like, I think there is. I know, right? How much time (laughs) do you have? Um, No, but I do think that you're right. Like, if you're selecting your circle and the people you're with the right way, which hopefully you are, right? Like, they're good people. Their instinct is to want to help you, and people are going to have no problem stepping up and doing that yeah. for you. So it's more in our heads than yes. anything else. A
1: million percent. I mean, like when, okay. So another thing that I would offer clients on this too is like, what is the worst thing that's going to happen? If you ask for help and somebody doesn't have the time, doesn't mm. have the answer, like what's the worst thing that's going to happen?
0: for me i'm like sometimes i'm just having a bad day and i need to vent and then like seven days from now i'm having a good day and i don't want to remember the bad thing that happened to me but then people are so nice and they're like how are you doing checking in and i'm like oh now i have to go down that road again yeah but well, what if you didn't go down that road again so
1: what if you were just like that your text back was just like
0: oh my god thank you so much
1: for checking me it's so much better yeah I guess that's an option thanks for checking in like show your gratitude like show your appreciation thanks so much for checking in thanks are so much better thanks for our conversation the other day it really helped with blah 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 mm. Yeah, like you don't have to go back to it.
0: I feel like it's it's like that idea of like you're again like labeled by somebody. Like if you're just having a hard time, having a hard day, you want to be open, you want to talk about it. Yeah. But then it's like that kind of is the dark cloud. You know what I mean? I think that I sometimes totally like know when you saying. let people in, it's yeah. like oh, it's like always kind of living with you and like but how has that ever happened? Like
1: has someone ever weaponized? It sounds like, like that would be like no, weaponizing no, 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 no. So like That's- maybe it's just the thought that you're having, like you're being too hard on yourself.
0: <laughs> Tell I'm me, like out. I don't know. Story of my life. Um, I need to know about the podcast. Tell me more. Okay, so my podcast is called Confident
1: Like a Mother, and it was really birthed from, I don't even know. I was just like, I love Instagram. I love Instagram stories, so I would always just be on my Instagram stories. and I'm like, I wish that I had a way that I could just talk about this long form, and then, I don't know, I got a nudge from, I was actually a former coach that I had, and she's like, why don't you start a podcast? And I was like, I could never... And then I was like, what, like, why the fuck can't I? And then I did. And like, it's still so like, it's like low budget. It's not this. I recorded my closet on the floor, but I've done it for over a year. And like, I was just like, it's just like such a creative outlet for me. And yeah. I like feel so proud of it. And I love it so much that like, I can go on and just like my own thing. And like when women are like, oh my God, I love today's episode or "Today today's so good. Or I got this from that. Or I never thought about it like that. It just like fills me up so much that I'm like, oh, I'm going to keep going. Because I don't know if you've ever had time where you're just like, no one's listening. Who Uh, really even cares? What is this all even about? And then, like, it's just one message from somebody
0: or a review.
1: And I'm just like, ah. That's all I'll keep takes. going. I, yeah. yeah.
0: I don't care if one person listens every week. Like I was out to, to dinner with my girlfriends last week and they were like, where the fuck has the episode been? Like, yeah. where are you? I'm like, I'm so sorry. I've been so busy. I, was, and I like, started binging yours. Can you just yours. let us know next time? Like yeah. if there's going to be a break. And I'm like, you know what? If I only do this for my two friends that listen each week, I don't care. Well, no. now <laughs> I'm listening.
1: I just binged your, um, when I was driving in,
0: oh, I'm listening. Thank you. Yeah. Thank it's so you. good. Um, I could listen to you talk all day long because you have such a high energy where it feels like you might be in your closet but I feel like you're sitting on my couch like it's just like a very like natural and I like that it's um, like like low stakes like no pressure it's no. just like there's it's such a nice forum to just so be nice. able to just chat you know yeah. um and i guarantee anything that you're thinking someone else has felt that same yeah. way and it's like what they needed to hear that day um and it's again a perfect way of just being able to also subtly remind everybody like you're not just a mom like you're yeah. a mom and XYZ as well, and so all these things kind of fall under who you are, your name, you know, yeah. and then your there's the list. um So it's nice to kind of have something pointed to them because oftentimes as a mother, it's like how are the kids, how's the house, how's this. Mm. People don't ask about you, you,
1: yeah. Like after you're after you have the kid, I feel like nobody yeah. cares. Chopper. However, <laughs> when you are pregnant, nobody cares and. In- like, loves you more than, like, a pregnant woman. Like, opening the doors for you, people, like, Mm. love on you. And then, like, once you have that baby, like, people can give a fuck. (laughs) Not a terrible thing, but, like, it's just, like, I'm, like, I loved – I actually didn't love being pregnant, like, the physical part, but I'm, like, I love how I'm treated when I'm pregnant.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm, like, a goddess.
1: Oh, my gosh. And I love that you can just eat whatever you want. Like, you can just shove whatever you want in your face, and, like, you can just, like – you know when you're sitting down, like, Mm. you just, like, keep yourself together. But when you're pregnant, you could just, like –
0: it's like who cares? Ugh, yeah, just like let it, just, all, like, let it out. all
1: out and like it's like did she have nachos or is she like six months pregnant? We don't know and and you're not gonna ask me. we're not gonna talk about it. <laughs> like we're just gonna I
0: can't wait for that time. <laughs> Cannot wait for that day. <laughs> yes. I think if I get pregnant once, I'm just gonna be pregnant for the rest of my life. Like, just always give me a bump. Come back to me it's and just, tell me if that's true. <laughs> no, that's an absolute <laughs> lie. I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. Okay. Last thing, I ask every guest um, to give a final piece of advice. It can be general life advice. It can be something specific that you want them to just remember from today's discussion. Whatever comes to your heart.
1: Oh my goodness, this is such a hard one. Like, how do I boil down? Like life's work into
0: just like maybe hey younger caitlin what do i wish i knew sooner like something just just a little something that i wish i knew
1: sooner so like we've talked in the vein of like self-love i think that anything opposite or anything outside of like love whether it's self-love love for somebody else love for like the people on the street like anything other than love is just like it's so easy to just like act or behave from a place of love. Mm. And like when you can get there, like things that you want to attract in your life, the people, the relationships, the money, the houses, whatever the things that you're wanting in your life, when you're operating and acting from a place of love, like things just like flow to you that way. I almost feel like it's the opening portal to Mm. everything that you want in your life. And it's not easy to get here, but when you can, or when you're like scratching and clawing to it, life just, I feel like life just becomes so much easier and just like this flow comes. So if you can operate and act from a place of true, truly loving yourself, knowing who you are, knowing what your relationship is with yourself, knowing what you stand for, what your values are, um, like life can be like level unlocked. I feel
0: that is, I hope everyone listens to that and really (laughs) hears what you just said. I feel like I just rambled, but like truly that's how I feel. No, 100%. Um, It's similar to, like, kind of living your life with, like, gratitude because it's such this, like, selflessness. You know what I mean? Love is selfless. Gratitude is, like, this selflessness and this deep appreciation for what, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I think that you just look at things so differently when you're coming in with, like, I'm not trying to gain anything here. I'm just seeing like what comes to me what naturally flows you know like and it's I
1: also want to just say this one thing I know we're running time but this does not mean that like you're not going to have those days or those seasons even where you're just like in a funk Mm -hmm. like I don't like I don't want to be promoting toxic positivity which we're not but but like giving you permission to be like sad sometimes and angry and oftentimes anger is really just like fear it's like mass fear yes but like Give yourself permission to feel those feelings because your nervous system, one, deserves it. And two, it's like holding a ball. Think of like a beach ball or like a volleyball that's like supposed to float in the water. And when you are like suppressing your feelings, it's like trying to hold the volleyball or the beach ball like under the water. And it becomes entirely impossible to do. Um And so when you let yourself go there, when you let yourself feel the feelings, even though like today's not the day to feel disappointed in your life, like, yes, it is. Because other than that, it's going to show up the next day and the next day, the next day, Mm -hmm. because you're trying to push that volleyball underneath the water and it's just not going to work. So feel the feelings, but also it's all from a place of like love. You love yourself. You let yourself feel
0: such a great analogy. The beach ball. I'm like a visual person.
1: I think like my coach told me that before and I was like, wait, what? Yeah, that's (laughs) actually what's happening. Or, like, just shoving paper in a rubbish barrel. They're like, yeah, you can like shove it down, but
0: like one day,
1: it's yeah. gonna be You're gonna overflowing. gonna have to take the trash out. Yeah, it's
0: gonna overflow. I love it. You are so wonderful. Thank you're you so for wonderful. being here. I wish we could do this for I know. all night. Millions of hours. I know. <laughs> but we'll have you back. And everyone, please go and listen to Caitlin's podcast, Confident Like a Mother. Go find her on Instagram, Caitlin with two N's, Y-N-N underscore Norwood on Instagram. And then you can check out more about her life coaching if you're interested. You're you're very responsive on your DMs.
1: Yeah, I love Instagram. I'm always So
0: like if you have questions too, please reach out follow her thank I you just for started being tiktok her. and i'm like <gasps> i'm
1: very old and late to the game but i actually i'm a fan oh are God. you a fan too much so oh okay so like too i feel like so. i'm gonna get there i was like I, wait i have not been doing this this whole time i just started it like oh honey just you wait <laughs> it's <laughs> it's highly entertaining but i was like okay maybe i understand why it wasn't because i think my life would be swallowed by it but I am loving TikTok no, I need so to, I'm much. I'm like favoring TikTok
0: right now. I'm like, honey, you can only sit on your tablet for <laughs> one hour today. Like, I need to give myself a time limit. I can't go over. I could spend <laughs> okay, three I hours. I'm like, it's 3 a.m. I've been no. on TikTok. <gasps> oh, my God. It's so addicting. OK. So bad. It's so bad. We'll check back in like a couple of weeks. But like putting
1: content up. Yeah. Amazing. Easy. Like, use it for that. And it's like effortless. Yeah. Whereas Instagram, I have to think yeah. about it a little bit. I'm like,
0: hey, just blah, blah, blah.
1: Um, I feel because like I literally just Have like learned Like, like everyone To clean my
0: house How to file My taxes. Like you can learn Anything and yeah. everything Out of the sun On Makeup. TikTok But also you can't Always trust your sources So you gotta be careful Yeah I think that's
1: You never know People I'm say one thing I'm for the entertainment
0: yeah yeah, yeah 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 And like putting out Content
1: myself Which would be Okay oh. then yeah You'll be golden You'll be fine I'm sure I'll swallow I'll be swallowing TikTok
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright thank you so oh, much thank Thanks you. you guys for listening We'll see you next week Bye